Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. I am your host, John Crevelian, and I am joined once again by Steve Freitag. How are you today, Steve? I'm good, John. Are you recording? I am recording, actually. Okay, good. I just didn't get that prompt, so I just wanted to make sure we didn't go through all this without hitting record. No, no, no. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> right. Well, all right. Now yeah. I feel good. Yeah, terrifying. Good. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Man. What? Absolutely. We just wasted Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we're also joined by Mary Carlton. How are you today, Mary? Hey, I'm doing good. Yep. Lots going on at the farm here. No snakes, though. I'm happy to report. Well, yeah, you got Wes no there. Snakes. I know. Patrolling the yard. I was yep. just going to ask you, so the rat snake has not returned <laughs> to the chicken coop. Right? It has not. But I have to tell you, every time I open that bin, I pro- I'm, it's like I'm having a memory of what it looked like to have that huge thing in there. Every time I like peek in first before I open it all the way, just in case it found its way back. Well, part of memory is to serve as a warning. True, true. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Something was awry definitely that day. I mean, you're not you're not shaking and convulsing when you walk in. Or... No. No, okay. No. Well, that's a different situation. But the revolver is loaded. It's ready, like in case there is a snake in there. <laughs> no. And we pulled a six-foot rat snake out of there a few weeks ago in case people didn't hear that podcast and they don't know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> so it's gone. And yeah, I saw so we're the good. video. Oh, I saw the video. That's no joke. Oh, that's right. You did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I went down there. Uh, you know, we did a lot of board work. We did a lot of, uh, co- you know, a lot of conversations about different things. And then in my downtime, I go and fish in the pond. And I probably yep. got 25 fish, but I'm only fishing for one. You know, I'm looking for that white whale or what do we, what do we call it? Pork chop? Pork chop. Pork yeah. chop. Yes. Pork chop. It's like this nine pound largemouth. It's been caught several times, I think. Haven't you guys and thrown it back? That's ridiculous. Uh, I know. a uh, Maybe pork chops brother. Okay. Little little ham hock. I don't know which is bigger. (laughs) uh, (laughs) My first cast a couple of years ago, I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. It was like, I think it was at least a seven pound, which is huge in Wisconsin. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, not bad at all. (laughs) Pork chop, the nine pounder, man. That thing is a It's yeah, a massive creature. You could fit a softball in that thing's mouth. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's terrifying. Again, that word. Um, <laughs> just a wild time out here. We'll be seeing you, pork chop, one of these days. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense, but it's hilarious. We'll be All seeing right. you, pork chop. Oh, that should great. be the inspirational quote for Instagram this week. Right. We'll be seeing you, pork chop, one of these days. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, yeah. What's new with you guys? I heard uh, actually recently, Mary, you had a really cool uh, session with someone, a young guy, right? Yeah. Um- it's been a bit, but he was, I, I honestly don't know what his age was. I think he was post-college, pre-marriage, pre-kids, which, I mean, what a great time. Well, it's always a great time to meet with Jesus, right? Always. But especially 
in that time of your life before you take on a ton of responsibility. It's great to get some issues cleaned up in your life. And it was just so great to, to see him step into the melt process and just fully willing to look at whatever came up and whatever, you know, God showed him. And uh, yeah, he got some really good freedom in several areas of his life just in that one session. So I had an epiphany while I was actually toward the end of the session with him, just about how easy that was um, because his heart was open. He didn't defend. He didn't disregard his pain. He didn't explain away why this or that thing happened to him. Didn't um, rationalize all the stuff, you know, about a month ago when we did the whole several podcasts on protective defenses, right? He didn't do any of those. And it just made me realize that we were created to have that kind of relationship with God where we come to him with our pain and we look at where it's coming from and we uncover what are those wrong things that got put inside me, those twisted thoughts that aren't true, but they actually feel very true and they're causing me to be um, not productive and free in my life. We are created to be able to come to Jesus with those and get those resolved just like that, just like what happened with that kid. And so it made me think about just in the garden, right? I mean, I guess I'd been thinking all this time, we're in a broken world, right? I mean, there's broken people, including us all over. Things are corrupted from the way that God first um, designed us to be. And, and I guess my mind had just accepted that connecting with Jesus might be harder than it was, you know, back when God first designed us. But I think the truth is we still operate in the way he created us, and he still obviously operates in his longing to connect with us. So when we get those protective things out of the way, we can actually have more of that easy, open, free, vulnerable, feeling, loving relationship with him like he created us initially to be. Does that make sense? It was just like a big aha to me that it is easy hmm. when we get those protective things out of the way. Yeah, it's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, the way it was supposed to be. Right. And we talk about that um, more in, in the last few months. I think I've been talking about that, just becoming the person you were created to be. I've always, yes. alluded, always alluded to that. But yeah, I think God's had an intent for us. You know, we, we have a podcast that talks about, uh, is this just my personality? Is this just the way I am? Like, I don't know if any of us really know truly who we are or won't know until we're in heaven when everything is all, all the garbage is washed away. But I want to be on that journey to be who God intended me to be in the first place. Yes. Without all the damage from the, from the, from the world. Yes. Thinking. And when we minister to kids, it becomes evident that little kids receive from the Lord so easily. If they don't have protective things in place, you know, because of trauma they've gone through, their hearts are so tender. They just follow the, you know, here's my stuff. Here's where it hurts. This is why it hurts. And we just pray, Jesus, what's the truth that you have for them? And the Holy Spirit is here on the earth, right? He is the spirit of truth. He was given as a gift to us. 
And what a powerful way that he can transform us is by his truth, revealing the reality of what is this life is all about and what we're all about. So it was just, it was just so amazing to me that after 20 plus years of doing this, it's easy to lose sight of. It's really very easy when you don't defend and protect yourself. God is right there, just as powerful as he ever was, always will be. And that any time is a good time to come to him with our feelings and get those results. Yeah, we were talking so, earlier about um, the West, is it called the Westminster Confession? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And they take that from, I think, Psalm 145. And it's beautiful. If you've not read Psalm 145 recently, it is just so cool and majestic and wonderful about who God is. But I almost think that that needs to be bookend. Uh, you know, the enjoy him forever to me, that speaks of, okay, you glorify God and then enjoy him forever is just heaven. What about now? Like, can't we enjoy him now? And the more that we open up and are <laughs> vulnerable and receive his love, maybe that should be the, st- it's the yeah. starting point and the end point. And in the yeah. middle there is glorifying him. I mean, who am I to challenge that? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's incomplete or maybe not balanced in in my mind, but mm-hmm to be able to connect with him and then you glorify him and Hey, you get to enjoy him forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, the glorifying him comes from a life that's, that reflects his love for me and my love for him. That just glory comes out of that. It's not like we have to do something to glorify him being who we are. Like you said, who we are created to be in that relationship with him does glorify him. I mean, it's it's something the world has never seen outside of him. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's there's I'm just thinking back to our last podcast and and Sean asking me like what my, my mindset was. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just sometimes I. I don't spend a whole lot of time on this, but I sort of think of what would my life be like Mm. if transformational prayer hadn't entered our world. Mm. And then I have conversations with people who have kind of, they've gone that path. They've been on the path that I was on and they've continued on that path. And this isn't trying to be judgmental. It's just an observation. So so I, I see people who have stayed on that same trajectory in their life. And I just, um, I, I, I guess now I just have so many less pat answers to things. There's so much more that I don't know. And there's so much less of me real, you know, me saying, oh, just do this. Just pray this, read this, study this, memorize yeah. this. Other, engaging with God in our, in, in our suffering, in our pain. That, of course, is what I encourage people to do. But uh, I am so much more confused about theology, doctrine, the mind of God. I'm not confused nearly as much about the heart of God, but the mind of God. I just want to point people toward freedom and freedom. And you can you can comment on this too, Mary. Freedom isn't just, I get to do whatever I want to do or just dancing around saying, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Freedom is I find myself not caring nearly as much about what other people think. And I don't find myself mm-hmm. as anxious about things without me not trying to be anxious. I just am less anxious. Mm-hmm. That's part of what freedom is. It isn't just 
oh, my sins have been cleansed by the blood of mm. Jesus, which is awesome. Yeah. But it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. I don't think until you have freedom, you really get what it is. Hmm. <laughs> right? Because I remember the first time that I was able to be in a group of people who were people I respected, people that, that I thought were awesome people. And I was in the group and I just sat there and I felt so at peace. Like, this is awesome that I know these people just listen to what they're saying. You know, just how wonderful God that you have given me these kind of people to be connected to. 10 years before that, I would have been sitting there going, I shouldn't even be here. Everybody knows that I'm not worthy to be here. They all know that I shouldn't be here. I have nothing to say. I should just get up and leave. I should make up an excuse for why that was always going on inside. Mm. So for me, freedom to just not be afraid, like you said, freedom to not be anything other than at peace. Don't have to perform. Don't have to convince. Don't have to outdo. Don't have to defend none of that Mm. just to be there and to just feel the joy of the Lord and then to contribute wherever I felt like I had something to contribute or not. If I didn't freedom has many faces, but until you feel it, the truth, what it truly is, I, I don't think, you know, you don't get it. How powerful that is to live like that. And hopefully in a year, two, three, five, whatever, we look back and go, wow, I, I thought I understood freedom in 2023. <laughs> wow. There's it's even deeper. Yes, absolutely. I, I hope I'm on that trajectory. And, and, and speaking of young men who are dealing with their stuff and, and finding freedom, I think that kind of leads us into we've, what we've been doing this summer is going back to it's just some clips from other podcasts that we've done. And we had a conversation with Rob McCartney about two Years ago, Rob is a former board member of ours, a big supporter of ours, and, and a great friend of mine. And uh, I just think that it would be really helpful for people just if they haven't heard it before to hear it. And if they've heard it before, to be reminded of just some of the beautiful stuff that God is doing in people's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's take a look at that in, uh, clip right now. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Hi, this is Jenny. My role is to manage the relationship between you and Cross Council. It's been a pleasure connecting with so many of you over the years, and we're so grateful that you are a part of the growing number of people tuning into our podcast. More than ever before, people are realizing the importance of maintaining mental health, but they're still struggling to find genuine and lasting peace. However, more and more people are coming to Cross Council, engaging in our MELT process and finding genuine freedom from lifelong burdens, including depression, anxiety, and addiction. God is truly blessing our ministry, and we are growing faster than ever before, which is why I want to take a moment to invite you to partner with us. We have never turned anyone away for their inability to pay for a session, and our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join our team. With your support, we can continue to offer the profound healing of transformational prayer that has helped so many find real and lasting peace. Just go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button to get started. We can't do this alone, and your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. Especially especially during 2020, where where life just changed for the whole world, um, I think there was a 
a shift happening before that, but I think it kind of sped things in, you know, and people are, people are questioning stuff regardless of what it is. Um, but one of the things I find within, especially within our, our Christian circles, right. Our traditional Christian circles that, that people walk in, um, whether it be a Bible study, you know, um, or, or just a small group or whatever. Anyway, when you, when you pull the rug out or throw out the the book, I mean, I've had the opportunity with some guys over the last couple of years. Okay. The formula of X, Y, and Z equals discipleship or equals life transformation. No, we're throwing that book out. And but the difficult part is many people don't know, right? They only know within the box. So when, when we don't have the formula or we don't have the blueprint, um, there's a very small, at least in my experience over the last 10 years, there's a very, uh, a much smaller percentage of guys, especially, right? Because if you can give us, if you can give us the instructions and we can follow along, we're good. Right. Um, <laughs> I can put the Ikea stuff together. As as the <laughs> those, are those pictures are pretty good. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> However, when, uh, you know, my, my guys got that I've got right now that I just absolutely love, there's seven of us. Um, for some of them, it's difficult to sit around a table and not have a formula, but we're going to sit there and we're going to wrestle through life. And we're going to base that on scripture because we're trying to chase Jesus together. So we have that as our foundation, but you know, when, when questions arise at the table, we, we don't necessarily have an answer, but we can point back to Jesus. And in some cases I've tried to point them to Steve or, or somebody else to get some insight. Right. I mean, that's where cross council is different. And, we're still going to point to Jesus. Um, it's, it's a little bit different scenarios, but I, I love the blank stare or the, the awkward silence when I say, well, I don't know. Have you talked to Jesus about it? Cause I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like crickets. <laughs> oh, oh Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It actually wrestled this thing down with Jesus. Wow. Because he wants me to work through it with him. Yeah. Yeah. I th- and I, going back to, well, it kind of feeds into what you said, Rob, but Sean as well. Um, I think in a situation like that, it's very easy for the pendulum to swing and all we are is just sympathetic. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Oh, right. that's too bad. And people will gravitate toward that because it feeds this victim thing inside of us that many of us don't want to admit. But as I look at Jesus again, trying to like the depth of was he was he a sympathetic person? Was he an empathetic person? No doubt. Did that lead him? Was it his empathy and his sympathy that drove his ministry? I, I think it's this crazy balance of sympathy, empathy, but truth. In relationship, yeah, pointing people in the right direction, and it's not just because you can gather a crowd by being 
sympathetic to people in, in the broken aspect of it. There's just more than one thing going on in our hearts at a time. Always. Yeah. What, why, do you, why do you guys think it's, it's so tough as men to dig into this? You know, the easy answer is pride, right? And so men get beat over the head with the word pride. You're just prideful. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think there is such a depth of insecurity inside of us that we don't truly know who we are. We don't really know what our role is in this world. And we have not taken up uh, the responsibility and look for meaningful things to do. I think we have, we have been coddled. I think there's just so many different pendulum swings that have happened in our culture. And we were the latch. My generation was the latchkey kids. And so we were on our own. And I love my, I loved the time period that I grew up. But there wasn't this um, connection emotionally to my parents. And so I think I, I was left wondering who I was. And that created uh, insecurity. There's a lot of different abuses that people go through. It's the bad things that have happened to us. But it's the lack of the necessary good things that create these voids in our hearts. And I think that's, I don't want to just say that's especially true for men because it's very true for women as well. But I think because of, of, in a sense, these untapped realities of insecurity in our hearts that it causes, and we're responsible for this, but it causes men just to look for other ways to deal with our stuff instead of looking inside. It's so much easier to look out. It goes back to the Pharisees all over the gospels. It's always this external stuff. Nothing's new under the sun. We just have more sophisticated ways to try to deal with it. And so we would rather deal with things we can control instead of become vulnerable, which is really the gospel. That's at the heart of the gospel. It is the heart of the cross. Jesus hanging on a tree with his arms spread out. It's that if, there's no better demonstration of vulnerability in the universe than Jesus on the cross, which should tell us something. Like that is that is meant to be our posture before Jesus. And the more when Paul says it's in my weakness that I'm strong, I think that's part of what he's touching. Like when I choose to be vulnerable, then his strength and tr- can truly make me strong and secure and steady in my life. Yeah, and allow you to walk through any situations, right? right. <clears throat> You're no longer tossed side to side through the storms of life. Um, right. I, I I was thinking this morning uh, as we were thinking about this, right? The the, uh, the story that I shared a few years ago when my dad and I were fishing in Lake Michigan, and I think I was probably eight or nine at that point, and this massive storm comes blowing in, just crashing in, and the, these breakwaters extend out into the water. And, um, you know, at that point I was scared to death. It was like two o'clock in the morning we're fishing and there's lanterns flying all over the places and guys are just bailing to get back to shore a couple hundred or a couple hundred yards. Right. And I, I just, I, I think about that so often because, um, the fog rolled in. I mean, you had, it was just a mess and my dad was wearing glasses at that time. Didn't have contacts. And because of the temperature difference, I mean, it dropped temperature dropped like 20 degrees in like four minutes. And his glasses fogged. And then you got fog rolling and you got rain pounding. You got like all this stuff. And I was scared. He was scared. And and we were just running. But that has always stuck with me because 
dad couldn't see anymore. And so at that age, I, I had to take his hand. We bailed on all our fishing equipment and I had to lead him back to shore. Mm. Um, and God was, God was bringing that memory back to me this morning as I was thinking, thinking about what we might possibly be chatting about, right. Is, is Jesus, especially as men, right? Like I don't, I don't expect you to know how to do this, but I'll show you, mm. right. I'll take you through the storms. I, I'm the shelter. Um, but we, ha- we have to surrender to that. When the guys that I'm surrounded by now, I was lucky to be part of a really cool guys group with Steve and some other guys there that, that are still continuing on. And, and, and then when I moved to Indiana, I mean, it was such a big part of my life that I, I needed to, I wanted to continue that um, and, and find some guys. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, we talk about the, the end of John all the time, <laughs> you know, where, where Peter's asking, well, what about, what about the disciple that you love? You know, Jesus just flat out, Hey, if I want them to be here, that's up to me. You, as for you, you follow me. Right. What is it to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like this is, is describing how Peter's going to die. Right. Well, what about that, that one? What about John? What is it to you? Ooh. Yeah. Boom. Right. <laughs> no kidding. But it's the same invitation, right, to us today as it was then, right? Like, like follow me. Like, it's not here's A, B plus C. And, you know, that's that's what a man is. No, I, I want you to follow me, hang out with me, not not to go down a chosen road. Right. But I mean, that chosen series. Man, when he's hanging out with them and the way he interacts with the kids, mm-hmm. that's that's the Jesus I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it definitely speaks to, I think a lot of men struggle with this idea, kind of going back to the heart of the gospel, right? Where what you're saying about Jesus hanging on the cross, men, we tend to think that it's, it's all about sacrifice. Like it's a hundred percent sacrifice. And that it's about, I need to take care of my family. I think that's like kind of like a universal thing that most men will carry as a term for their life. Like I will be, I will take care of my family, but they forget that they're a part of their family. (laughs) And that a lot of the time, if they did the internal work and dug into the issues that are going on inside their heart, it would be so much better for the rest of their family by stopping for a minute. A little sila. Oh, wow. I wanted to be this perfectionist, which go, I mean, we should probably talk about this another time. We can bring Rob back about like the perfectionist God dad in the sky, <laughs> which is a whole other topic. But I, I, I think that it goes back to thinking that it's a hundred percent about sacrifice, but Part of the sacrifice, like what the first commandment is what? Like no other gods before me. But we we make this thing in our heart about the way life should be and it should look this way. And it's this God that we build up. We have to sacrifice that. Like sometimes the sacrifice is letting go of your garbage. Yeah, because it stinks. Because it stinks. And your whole family can (laughs) your whole family smells it. Right. And letting go of the garbage. That's not really a phrase I would use. It's like addressing the garbage. You got to sift through the garbage and get rid of it. And then Yeah, that's a better one. I like that. Yeah. 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 
Oh, I let go of that. I let go. Well, why is it still stink? Yeah. We didn't really let go, did you? Mm. Right. Every time your boss comes in, you get real tense. Why, why is that, Jim? Hmm. Yeah. Poor Jim. I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah. So as we come back live, I just, uh, <laughs> one of the things is, Hey, I, I apologize for my microphone in the past. It's, uh, <laughs> I figured it out a little bit, uh, late in the game for a season, but so if you have to adjust your volume listeners, sorry, now we're back, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just loved a lot of what Rob said. He didn't even go into detail of, you know, he was reminded of the memory of his dad fishing and his dad's glasses fogging up, but it was just beautiful to, um, to see him when he was in a session with me to, to kind of go through that and, and feel the fear and the the heaviness that was on him as a kid to kind of have that role reversal with his dad and how the Lord made it clear that he was with him and he was walking him through that. And so when, when Rob retells it, you know, he kind of runs through it cause it's like, it's settled in his heart, but just wanted to make sure it wasn't just the idea that he thought, Oh yeah, Jesus got me out of there. But it was just this experiential encounter that Rob had with Jesus that he's conveying there. I think that that's helpful. And then uh, Sean dropping the Selah or Selah. Yeah, yeah. Too, right? <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you who aren't um, aware, you, you might see, if you read the Psalms and you see that in, I don't know if there's a half a dozen Psalms or so, there's one that just says Selah several times. And it's just this idea of pause. Once the, 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 the writer wants the reader to think about what was going on. And when it was originally written, it's probably sung or read at the very least. And I think that would just be so cool if we took more time to be contemplative in some of those things. And and what's nice about a podcast is you can pause and go, wow, that thing that Mary said, that was really fantastic. I'm going to rewind. <laughs> I'm going to listen yeah. to that over again. Uh, but we do need to take a little bit more time to reflect on what what's what God has done, what he's doing, maybe what he wants to do. So that reflection thing is a big part of our podcast um, so that we don't just run through the same old stuff and just <laughs> keep, keep on repeating the same old patterns in our life. And, you know, that's part of why we do that pod, this podcast is to encourage people to, to go beyond just blowing through life and not being aware how God is, um, trying to communicate his, his love and wanting to point you back to him. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.